0: Nice to nice to nice to
1: be in orbit Case Base. Oh. So I've got jock jams stuck in my head. <laughs> Are you ready to rumble? Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <Ugh>. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's my favorite meme ever. Hi, welcome back to Gay Space. Hello,
2: my name is Tracy Stodoming.
1: My name's Mac.
2: Mac. Just, Just Mac. Mac.
1: We had a week-long siesta, so thank you for coming back.
2: Yeah. Oh, we did take a week off.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we had uh, to attend the opening of Tribe. That's
2: right. What else did we have?
1: You went on vacation. <gasps>
2: that's right, I went on How vacation. How was your vacation? It was fantastic.
1: Yeah. You were in Florida during Elsa?
2: I was. There was no Elsa, uh, just Anna. Okay. And an Olaf.
1: <laughs> we talked a couple times. The weather, I hope, improved.
2: It Well, it rained every day, mm-hmm. uh, which in Florida is pretty normal, I hear, uh, from the locals, apparently, mm-hmm. that I met. Um,
1: <laughs> every one of them will tell you that. Oh,
2: listen to this. Wait, wait, let me get back to the weather, and then I get, okay. a, I get a side story. <laughs> uh, no, apparently... Because of the hurricane, you know, it was a lot of rain. So it rained every day, but we had like four four to five hours of sunshine every time in the
1: morning. Sunshine.
2: Yeah. So we would get up and go to the beach and then um, then it would rain and we would leave. And then we'd go home and
1: touch peepees. Fart around.
2: <laughs> we just touch peepees. <laughs> boop. 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 Um, <laughs> let me tell you this. Okay. Every store, every surf shop, every restaurant that Kevin and I went into... Somebody made their way to us to talk to us. Why? I have no idea.
1: Went out of their way to no speak idea. To you. Yes,
2: moved out of moved someone out of their way to get to us. A woman stopped us and she goes, "Are you in your 30s? And I went, ah! <laughs> "No." <laughs> and Kevin goes, "Well, yeah." I, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> She's like, "I'm trying to find a shirt for my son," and both of us are like, "I." No, I'm not going to help you. Oh, like
1: that. she was going to be like hold it up to you, like. Yeah. Would he like it? Yeah. You should have been like, well, is your son a raging homosexual? <laughs> I know.
2: There was one <laughs> shirt that said something like female body inspector or something. And I was like, that's the one you should get. That's, it. The, that's one. the one. Um, and then we went to a surf shop where an old man uh, asked me four times to tell him what size a pair of sweatpants
1: were. What size are these? Hey, do you know what size these are? We just sound like Kathy Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Kathy
2: Hilton. Um, and then another- Kyle, one.
1: don't forget to tell him what channel it's <laughs> on.
2: <laughs> and in that same store, we we're checking out, and a guy looks at me, and he does, like, the raised eyebrow things, and he goes, got the same thing. And I went, uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, slowly- He was walked, cruising like, you? I guess. And I just, like- <laughs> I just like looked at Kevin and just got a little bit closer to him and I was like, "Hey, hey, babe, babe um, hi, boyfriend, boyfriend. <laughs> this is my boyfriend right here. That's my boyfriend." <laughs> <laughs> but wow. it was really fun. I saw dolphins. We saw a lot of dolphins. I'm
1: so jealous. Yeah. Our so, Airbnb
2: was at a was in a bay.
1: So I was gonna ask, were you? you so you were on the bay? Yeah. That is not bay. my question, but yes.
2: Uh, yeah, and we saw dolphins.
1: Right there in your backyard.
2: Right in the backyard. Great in the backyard and very large cockroaches.
1: <gasps> in the house? No, oh, Lord, no, not in the house. Well,
2: <laughs> what do they call me on the weekends?
1: <laughs> Slut. <laughs> uh, Cody and I, very I were very though. busy as well. Oh, yeah? boats. Being boating gays? <laughs> yes. Bitches. We still haven't decided on a name, although we did come close. <gasps> Bimmy bun Boat Bitch. Uh,
2: okay, I like that one. <laughs> I like naughty girl, N A U T I oh. girl, naughty girl, and a U in the G, in the girl,
1: okay. naughty girl, girl, girl. I've just been calling how you it, doing? <laughs> so apparently, <laughs> uh, I've just been calling it my stepboat.
2: Why stepboat?
1: Because Cody bought it. I didn't pay for it, so <laughs> it's only mine by marriage.
0: Uh, well. <laughs>
1: You had to dress for the job you want. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you Step ordered mom. a Speedo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ordered a Speedo and some Sunbum aerosol um, sunscreen. It's I my favorite. That. Have you ever used it? You don't
2: have to yell at me about it's it. It's my favorite. I'm sure it's great. I've never used it, though. It's everyone called Sunbum.
1: Yeah, everyone in Florida uses it. I'm not a Floridian. I don't know. It's reef safe. So oh. I don't know. But it is the best sunscreen I've ever used. It's a little expensive, but it's really good.
2: Can we talk about Florida for a second? Mm -hmm. My favorite place in the world is a beach at 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Why? The amount of trash (laughs) that I just connect with on a deep level Mm -hmm. is there. Kevin and I both agreed that one of the kids... Was definitely a hellion and gonna grow up to be a fucking psychopath.
1: Oh, so it was like families everywhere. Oh yeah,
2: he was taking a shovel and just like swinging around his head. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this shit. Yeah, oh yeah, and then like, and then the one woman, this one woman walked up, sat in her chair, and lit a cigarette and said, "Don't talk to me."
1: (gasps) Like near you.
2: She wasn't talking to us, but I heard her say it to like I guess her husband, or boyfriend, or next cousin, or whatever. And then um,
1: I aspire to be that woman. Oh yes, don't talk. To that
2: me. I was all I was all about her, just staring at her the whole time. <laughs> and then um, let me let me paint a picture for you. Let Kay. me paint a portrait.
3: Picture Here's
2: it, Kevin. You know how cute Kevin is, sitting mm-hmm. in his chair, uh, just in his big ugly hat mm-hmm. that I hate so much that I bought one. They're um,
1: really convenient. And they're great, really nice. Great for blocking the it sun. Was really,
2: well, they're great for blocking waves, too, when they oh. come up and get you from behind. <laughs> <Boom>. um, <laughs> he's sitting there. We have bought an umbrella, beach umbrella, mm-hmm. from the Publix. As you do. Rainbow beach umbrella. <laughs> Me, black swim trunks, black tank top, Taylor Swift beach towel.
1: Okay. I'm getting the picture.
2: Playing Folklore. <laughs>
1: Not folklore how, on the beach.
2: How depressing can I get? Oh my God, it was Sad Girl <laughs> Saturday. It really was Sad Girl Saturday. But I played everything else. Do you know what our song of the, be- the week weekend was? Weech weekend? Wait, right, right. again. weekend. Uh, prop Me Up by the Jukebox by Joe Diffie.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. You really found your roots.
2: It was that where Hannah Montana's rock star... Did well, those are, you are the two songs. Your
1: iPhone? Those are two songs that played the most. <laughs> oh, were you listening to some sort of lovely Pandora radio station? No,
2: I made a playlist.
1: <laughs> Big songs. And I you don't only Kevin listened likes. to that playlist. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was 20 hours of music.
1: Okay. But Joe Diffie. Was but the those, most- that was the most played song. He said, Hi, I'm here. Mm-hmm. He Hi said, I'm- Hi from
2: beyond the grave.
1: Hi, I'm Yo Diffie.
2: <laughs> Is that a Yoda joke?
1: No. But no. if you give me a minute, I could make one.
2: Make one, you shall.
1: <laughs> um, uh, anything else exciting?
2: I feel like there was something exciting. But I don't remember <laughs> I guess it wasn't that exciting.
1: Well, you I mean, I saw you for the opening of Tribe and then you left. And then oh, yeah, I haven't seen tribe. you since today. Yeah, new tribe. It's pretty. It's really it's nice. It's beautiful. And it feels
2: like a bar that's not in Nashville. Mm-hmm.
1: You feel transported. I love the back deck.
2: I do too. I do too. It's I very can't nice. wait to see what they do. I saw with it. pictures.
1: Um, you could see the fireworks display yep. from their deck.
2: Yep. That's pretty good. From great. their Deke. From the Deke. Big Dick.
1: Uh, I went and saw the fireworks display downtown. How was that? Um, it was great because I watched it from a building, mm. but then we were stuck in traffic leaving for 45 this minutes. The CMG building? Yeah.
2: You still have access there? Yeah, I don't know. You haven't been there since March of twenty twenty. I know it was the so. first time I'd been
1: back there. Uh, our office is technically open today.
2: Oh, nice. Do you have to go back? No. Oh, nice.
1: Voluntary basis until September.
2: Mm, okay, and then you have to go
1: back mm-hmm. twice a week.
2: But I mean, come on! Don't you want to get out of this house for a minute?
1: No, I love working from home.
2: <laughs> I don't mean that. I mean, you can't the beat the commute.
1: Aspect. I see you all the time. <laughs> I don't need to see my coworkers. I see them on Zoom all the time, too. If you're listening, thank you for listening.
2: (laughs) We never talked about, I guess we can't talk about it. What? Our thing we did. No, we can't. Oh. (laughs) Secret secrets. (laughs) We did a thing.
1: We did a thing. We did did an internal thing for my company. It
2: was really fucking cool. It was fun. Yeah. Mike got a full fist. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you where, but he got it in something. Mm -hmm. It was me
1: um we are before we get to our guest um mm-hmm. some new things for the podcast we have a website being set up um and all of our uh, thingies our episodes are being converted to youtube videos kind of great yeah
2: the most horrible place on the planet mm-hmm. and we're gonna put ourselves out yeah. there
1: we've got a camera we're gonna start videotaping our buttholes while we record yeah just while we're talking so you can see while we pucker yeah
2: so you can see, I think that, I think it'll be good for people to see that we're not just, like, on our phones the whole time. Yeah. Like we're actually paying attention to what people are paying saying. Paying attention,
1: sometimes animating what we're hearing. <laughs> um, I'm not saying anything about it. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, We have to work it out with, like, guests that are not here in person. Mm-hmm. So, but we're definitely... Um, Going to be doing the YouTubes.
2: Yeah, the tubes of you.
1: Yeah. Um, What else is new?
2: Um, I don't know, but I feel like we should have a segment every week where we do colonoscopies. Oh. You know, like Oprah did.
1: (coughs) Oprah did a colonoscopy on TV? You didn't know this? No.
2: On one of her episodes. Have you ever had a
1: colonoscopy? Yes. Wait, that's just where they check it. What's the thing where they put water and they clean you out? A douche. No. (laughs) No. Um, a colonic A colonic <laughs> I've had a colonic What's that like?
2: Uh, it's weird
1: Do you feel, um, refreshed? You
2: feel like 10 pounds lighter Really? hmm And you should see this shit that comes out
1: Literally It's
2: gross Like it's How do you see it? Because it's all it? like Because you can see it Sometimes it's a clear tube
1: Okay, so I have a question Okay So they fill you with water, right? Yeah,
2: they shoot it in there
1: And then they suck it out? uh
2: uh-huh, it comes out <gasps>
1: How but it's not. S- I
0: wouldn't say it's like a vacuum set. It's just kind of like they're not singing like a shop vac up your
1: <laughs> <house>. <laughs> Okay. Well, if that's not the experience I'm getting, then I'm not paying for it.
2: Oh, <laughs> you want full <laughs> rectal damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. I
1: gotcha. Yeah.
2: Um, No, it's actually nice. Uh, It, it, it feels good once you're, once you're cl- done, mm-hmm. but um, during it, it's kind of weird. <laughs>
1: We have a guest in the studio. We have a guest in the studio. And Tracy is trying her hardest to not look or touch him.
2: <laughs> By the way, it is a cat. It is not a person.
1: <laughs> um, it's my
2: favorite of your cats.
1: Yeah, he's pretty nice.
2: Well, I like Sylvester a lot too.
1: Um I think that's everything that's new and exciting. Um We have
2: amazing guests
1: coming up. Yeah, the month of July too. is stacked.
2: Um, we have some really cool guests and then also we have some like local people that I'm very excited to talk to.
1: Yeah, we are, um, bra- it's not going to be as many drag queens moving forward and I think that'll well, be more I interesting. Say, we
2: shouldn't say moving forward as if we're being like, no, fuck them. No, we oh, still no, no, have no. our partnership with Play.
1: Yeah, we absolutely have that. But I just want to say like we're diversifying our, ah, yeah. our, um, okay. yeah the norm. Yeah. The norm will not be drag yeah. queens. Yeah. I because mean, I feel like I was talking to somebody and they brought up a good point that um, drag queens are talked to all the time, especially the the bigger ones that we talk to. Yeah. Um, but if we get we're trying to give focus to other queer creators. And Absolutely.
2: Because we support owners. all of the letters
1: right. in the alphabet, not
2: a couple of them. Yeah. Which even if we did just do drag queens, I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah. Because they have the funnest. Myself, they have the funnest stories.
2: Well, yeah, I think so. I still want to talk to a guy, somebody that's like a straight, white, Trump-supporting mm-hmm. man.
1: Oh, I don't really. Can we do that remote?
2: Oh, yeah. No, they don't have to be here. <laughs> well,
1: I've our, had, I don't um, want them in our gay I've had several straight friends asked to come on the show as like a straight person. And I said, well, what is your Let's point of it. view? Yeah,
2: what did, I want to know what your point of view is. Yeah. Is it just that you love that pussy? You're, like or that you're
1: straight? Because you that's not really to, exciting. You
2: to, did you have to come out as a straight person?
1: Yeah. Like there's not a whole lot of excitement there. No,
2: but I want somebody that's gonna like challenge me because I'm ready to fight. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so what you're saying is you wanna bring someone on to fight with you. Oh, them. I want
2: to fight with someone
1: okay. in your home. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, we haven't talked about my new obsession, Love Island.
2: Okay, I'm ready. Um We have okay, I just like to point out that every episode you and I have a new obsession yeah. with a television show. Last week it was Accused. Okay, this well, week it's Accused is only so long. It's only seven. Why is it only seven episodes? I know. Look how I turned it on
1: back to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Love Island. Um, Love Island. I've turned into an Essex babe. Have
2: you ever seen uh, uh, Phoebe,
1: fuck her name. See, Phoebe Waller-Bridge.
2: Yes, from uh, Dirtbag. Dirtbag. On SNL. Yes. When she did the whole skit about Love Island? No. Where they wear the giant microphones? <gasps> Bitch, it's hilarious.
1: Well, now that I'm she watching it, and I have to watch it.
2: She wears prosthetic lips. <laughs> and at one point she's like, I'll oh, just say, no, no, it's fucking amazing. Um, so I feel like I'm going to love Love Island.
1: So the premise, if you do not know, the premise is they bring um, six hot people to then sleep with six other hot people. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Groundbreaking. And once a week, they have to recouple.
2: Oh no! So it
1: switches off week to week. So the first the the season that I'm watching, the guys got to choose the girls the first time around. Mm-hmm. Then they introduce new pretty people, and then they have to recouple. And sometimes then you then the the women are then choosing the next time, like a
2: Sadie Hawkins dance.
1: Yeah. So okay. they're like, well, I don't know if I want to stay with Tom anymore. Maybe I love Harvey, or I really want to be with Scott.
2: There's no way you can love anybody on this
1: show. They are together for three days, and they're like, "Uh, "He's my man. You can't come anywhere near him." Have you ever been to summer camp? Yeah, no. That's
2: that's exactly what summer camp is. Okay,
1: well, this is forty episodes in one season.
2: What forty?
1: They are long, forty-five minute episodes. No. (laughs) But it is super entertaining. Okay. All
2: right. I mean, once
1: you get in and you like get into people's personalities, then you're like. Okay, I get it. Also, next week, I'm going to tell you what we're going to talk about okay. is Big Brother. Because Big Brother starts tomorrow.
2: Okay, I have to tell I you And I think you secret. need to watch
1: Big Brother with me.
2: I'll watch it with you. Okay. I've only watched one season. Okay. Ten years ago.
1: <laughs> it's the same premise.
2: Okay, I'll watch it. Fourteen, we'll have to, we'll 14 have, people in the house. We're going to have to have the first episode. You're going to have to explain me the rules of the game because okay. I don't
1: get it. It's three episodes a week. It okay. is a commitment
2: okay i um feel feel like i'll have some time in my schedule to mm-hmm. squeeze yes, an hour so and a much half time. in yeah um okay three hour long all right i'll do it are we gonna do it together sure should that be a patreon episode
1: yeah if we can figure out how Where to they, work patreon
2: we film each other watching the show <gasps> that would be fun that way we don't have to have any copyright
1: laws. yeah just staring at us watching a TV show. Mm-hmm. Comment below. If Comment you below think. and see
2: you start it this time and see what we say. Speaking of that, you're on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I'm on TikTok. Cher is now on TikTok. Uh, have I'm on you, TikTok. I'm on the TikTok. Have you seen, Chaz, get out of my TikTok. I love it. Uh, have you seen the TikTok where it's like, watch the new Netflix show, Sex Life? No. Okay. There's a show on Netflix Okay. called Sex Life. It's about this woman who is unsatisfied in her marriage. Okay. I'm going to tell you this. It's the worst goddamn show I've ever watched in my life. I've watched every episode, <laughs> and so did Kevin. Twice. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for the next season. It's so bad. It's like, I hate watch it. And the whole time Kevin and I were watching it was, I fucking hate this. Why are we doing this?
1: Is it one of their short-form ones where it's like 15-minute episodes? Oh, no.
2: It's a full oh. hour long. But we hated it so much that we watched the whole thing and then talked about it on the beach like we knew these people where we're sitting there and we're like, I can't believe she did, blah, 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 blah. Like, fully, if anyone around us could hear us talking about it, it was like we were bitching about a friend of ours that we've known for
1: years. So that woman that sat down and put her cigarette, she said, don't talk to me. She
2: didn't, she wanted to be talked to because she wanted to hear about uh, Billy and her sex life.
1: um your cat just farted on my backpack i love that (laughs) um all right we've rambled long enough um today's episode is brought to you by play
2: play dance bar play dance bar play Um, dance bar play dance barn and grill yes and uh tribe patio furniture emporium
1: Mm -hmm. they really i love
2: my i love my job
1: they're diversifying i love my job yeah i like this job um but our guest this week, we're going to introduce <gasps> in a moment. Okay,
2: wait. I just want to... There's a couple things I got to say about it. First. Okay. Um, this person is one of the coolest people we've ever talked to. Easily. Easily. The most humble person we've ever talked to. Mm-hmm. And one of the greats of Drag Race, but hasn't had the opportunity to show it
1: yet. hmm You know what I mean? Yeah. She's incredible.
2: Incredible. And so fun to listen to.
1: Um. It's Kylie Sonique Love. Um, (gasps) Uh, We're going to talk to her in just a minute. Just
2: the hottest woman I've ever seen in my life.
1: Gorgeous. There are so many things that are going on in her life right now. Um, Definitely check her out. She's going to be in Nashville uh, Friday, July 9th, and in Louisville on July 16th. July 16th, yes. Go to our Instagram if you want tickets. Yeah. Um, But we're going to take a break so that we can go shoot some shots, and then we're going to talk to Kylie.
2: Also, I just want to say, for those that celebrate... Happy Honda days and a merry Kia summer sales event.
1: Yeah, that's really important for um, everyone. <laughs> our strength fans. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Pride is over. Now it's Kia summer sales event, bitch.
1: Bam, 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 <laughs>
2: See you after the break.
1: And we're back. We're
2: back. How are you?
1: I feel good.
2: I feel good about our break.
1: I feel better <laughs> now that I've had a cocktail. <laughs> things feel good
2: you needed one yeah it was time
1: i um am really excited about this pineapple orange juice yeah i can never find it anyways that's irrelevant to this wow. recording we'll
2: talk about that later
1: <laughs> yeah when we, when we don't have guests on the line right um speaking of guests on the line we're very excited to bring on our so next excited.
2: guest yes her name is kylie
1: sonique love uh, yes. yay. welcome to gay space kylie
3: hi thank you for being here Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to do this interview with you guys. Absolutely. It's going to
1: be a lot of fun. How are you doing?
3: Um, I'm still coming off my high from being in Vegas. Oh, uh, yes. With my new drag daughter, Miley Cyrus. I,
1: I love it. What was that like, um, performing on stage with her? I mean, it's not the first time, um, but what was the Vegas stage like? Yeah. What was that for you?
3: So we did um, Resorts World is a uh, hotel, casino, that just opened up here uh, in Vegas. I live in Vegas right now. And um, Miley did a show at the Zuka uh, Theater, I guess. It's like an outdoor sort of situation with pools and balconies and stuff. And they had um, this huge screen that covers the whole built like one side of the building. And so they projected the concert onto that. So I don't think it gets any your face being on a screen any bigger than that. Like,
1: that
0: it was
3: It's incredible.
1: Oh my God. What was that like? Like looking up and seeing your, your face and your body just on a building.
3: <laughs> I didn't even realize until after, like I had gotten off stage and I was behind stage watching the show from behind. And, um, me and my partner, we were talking and I was like, Oh my God, the concert, they're showing the concert on the building. Did they do that when I was up there? He's like, yeah, I'm, I was gagging Oh my like, that insane um yeah i had no expectations going into it we kind of did like a very light rehearsal there's like a couple of like i think initially started out we were going to do like viva las vegas and then um uh, changed it to mother's daughter and then uh we finally decided to do american woman mm-hmm. um and kind of you know have a, a message and meaning behind uh that you know, um, Miley and Natalie, the new American woman, which I think is really great to uh share those spaces with uh, you know, people in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and me being a trans woman and being up there with somebody like Miley was uh incredible, and I think it's a good start after this pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of rebrand what America used to be and to what America needs to be. And that's inclusive and celebrating each other and sharing those spaces with each other.
1: That's incredible. congratulations to you for being on the forefront of that and just That's amazing. Poster child, basically. Absolutely.
2: Well, literally, (laughs) billboard child (laughs) with it on the side of a building. I have to say, I really admire Miley Cyrus for not only speaking up and saying this is what we should be doing and who we should support and love each other and then actually going forth and doing it
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know oh, 100% she's always been completely active uh vocally and physically uh when it comes to lgbtq plus absolutely community.
2: yeah i love i love that about her i think she's i think she's fantastic
1: i think it's important to see people of her fame level mm-hmm. not only w- talk the talk, but also are walking the walk. Yeah, literally. Um, Yeah. So how did you meet Miley? Like, how did that start?
3: So um, every year uh, in L.A., they do a uh, uh, finale uh, for Drag Race. And I believe Mm -hmm. it was the year that Bianca was giving up her crown and Violet was being crowned. And I met her uh, in the audience. Um, We spoke very briefly. And then a few months later, I moved to Orlando and I got a, a call from Laganja. And Laganja said Miley wants, uh, she's adding like 30 queens to her VMA performance in mm, 2015. Yeah. And um, I was one that she had picked to be on that. And um, we got to know each other through that. Um, she grabbed my phone and said, you have to call me. We have to keep in touch. So we've been in touch ever since uh, 2015. Um, we Damn. hung out, um, in LA, uh, when I moved back to LA and, um, you know, just kind of kept in touch texting and, then um, this Peacock TV pride, stand by you special, mm-hmm. uh, came out and, um, I was asked to do that with her and we really con- like reconnected our friendship again. And, and, um, and it was at the Ryan, Ryan uh, Ryman theater, yeah. uh, which the original uh, Grand Ole Opry. And
2: oh yeah, girl, that's like some uh, in Nashville. They would call it sacred ground. Yeah. Oh,
3: a hundred percent. So for her to have like, you know, it was me and like five other queens on the stage. We did the um, share number yeah. uh, leave with her. And, uh, I was there for like three days and the third day there, we just got finished doing the rehearsal right before we were getting ready for the main show. And she asked me to be her drag mama and, and I would have been a fool to say no. I mean, I've (laughs) I've always felt like a really, um, spiritual connection with Miley since we met. I mean, we're both from the South and, um, country girls, you know, and, she's like a kindred spirit to me. And I'm really glad that um, we have that bond again. So, um, and then whenever we wrapped up for that show, uh, she asked me, she's like, you know what? I'm going to be in Vegas. You need to perform with me in Vegas. And I was like,
2: hell yeah, let's do it. (laughs) That's amazing. Like, that's just so, that's just so cool.
1: Um, I saw the video um, of her asking you, What was that like for you in that moment? Were you expecting her to ask you, or what was that?
3: That moment was um, insane. But, like, (laughs) in the the best way possible. Because I just got off stage. I'm running up the stairs to the floor that I'm getting ready on. And she's like, Kylie. And I'm like, yeah. I run back down. And um, she has Bradley and uh, Vidget there. They have, like, their phones out or whatever. And she's like, I want to ask you this question. And she's, you know, asking me this. And I was... I was like, what is happening right now? But, um, (laughs) she's proposing. (laughs) Okay. It was was very, it was very that, um, no, but she's, she's super cool down the earth person. She's such a hard worker, hands on with everything. Mm -hmm. And what I really like about her work ethic is that she really let, lets everybody in the room. Um, she acknowledges everybody in the room. At some point she gives each person some kind of individual, like uh re- interaction with her mm-hmm. um and i really love that about her and that's something that i've um want to take with me as well to not be so caught up in what i'm doing that i don't acknowledge uh the other people around that help make everything possible and i really love that about her and the fact that you know she's known around the world by millions of people mm-hmm. and she's still Um, makes time for people when she can Uh, like her fans and stuff like that. Like um, I just think that's awesome. You know, the fact that I barely knew her when we first met and she would text me back, you know, we'd have full on conversations and stuff um, through text. And I, I was just like, okay, Kylie, uh, you're not (laughs) near as busy as Miley is. So we have to return text messages and uh, yeah, I'm learn a lot from my daughter. You know, I really <laughs> love that.
1: Uh, I think I feel like it's hard to find people at that fame level who are truly genuine. And from what you're saying, it sounds like she's yeah, she's a very genuine person. And so I I I fucking love that.
3: Yeah, she she truly is. I she's I I feel like if people don't really get into her or understand her, um, above all anything else, she is. Just an amazing person, period. Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm curious, did you think, I mean, a year ago, two years ago, that this is where you were going to be? I mean, was this in the trajectory for Kylie?
3: Um, you know, what? it's so crazy because I always say that, like, what most people dream about doing is my reality. Because mm-hmm. all my dreams are crazy and don't make any sense. But my reality <laughs> is what a lot of people dream about doing. Um, I've always, in in my heart and in my spirit, always knew that um, there was more ahead for me in the future. Um, but I knew that I have to do the work that it takes to get there. I've heard no's a lot of my career, and it's um, it, hearing yes finally is something I'm having to learn how to accept and, (laughs) and digest. It feels really good. Um, But with that comes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And uh, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. It looks easy, but that's because there's so many hands on deck. To make everything work and look effortless.
2: There's also all of the years of experience behind it too. You know, oh for sure. You don't just get to. Very few people get that very lucky or that very small strike of luck where they're like, "Oh, I didn't have to do anything for this. Here I am." And so the ones that work the hardest are always the best. I always think Mm -hmm.
3: like. takes it takes time to get there you know i mean everyone there's this like a false sense of what hollywood is like tv and movies make it seem like you just go there and it's gonna like just happen for you Mm -hmm. and it really isn't that 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 is a facade um and i've seen so many people uh move to hollywood and hopes that they get discovered or whatever. And it's like, no, like you can be Hollywood anywhere these days. Like, mm-hmm. You don't have to live there. Um, and I've just seen so many people have these high expectations of wanting that fame so much that it completely destroys them. Um, and I'm a firm believer that anytime you have any expectations of anything, that's just resentment waiting to happen. Um, so oh, yeah. I try to, to I try not to expect anything out of the universe. I just wake up every morning and I thank the universe uh, and count my blessings um, because I know what it's like to have zero. And, And then I know what it's like to have the world in my hands. And I'm so grateful to learn from having nothing so that I can appreciate anything that I have. Everything beyond zero is a blessing.
2: That's beautiful. That's a
1: great outlook.
2: That's like, that kind of puts into perspective some days when you're like, fuck this, I don't want to do this. And then you realize Mm -hmm. like, oh, it could be so much worse. Yeah.
1: Looking back on the road, you've already traveled. Absolutely.
3: And we were talking about like, you know, taking time and stuff like that. You know, um, I was on RuPaul's Drag Race season two back, uh, we filmed in 2009, it aired in 2010. And I didn't have the the best run on the show. Um, I didn't get a lot of airtime on the show. And it was just uh, really hard for the outside world to really uh, get into who Sonique was. Um, I did get to come out as trans on the reunion, Mm -hmm. um, which I do think uh, made an impact Mm -hmm. in the future of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was still hard uh, when, when you don't feel like you're being spotlighted or showcased and the way that you feel or you see yourself, and being associated with something so amazing but not doing so great at it, it kind of almost felt like I felt like you know Jan on the Brady Bunch, like the middle, <laughs> season, like open up, you know. I felt very that. And um, when they they came out with the All Star season, I was like, oh my god, like I would love to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this All Star seasons come and go, um, and I. I would just I had a feeling I was like, one day they're gonna ask me to do this. Mm-hmm. And um, but I can't wait for them to tell my story. I have to keep moving. I have to take control of what my career is doing outside of drag race. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just worked hard and tried to rebrand myself when I moved back to LA in 2018. And I believe, you know, that work got their attention and they asked me to come do Holoslay, which is a Christmas special they did. Mm -hmm. um, in 2019 on VH1. And it was set up like, uh, the competition, it was like all the best parts of like the, the show, but they just did a Christmas special. And, um, and it was great, uh, coming back fully liberated, knowing who I am coming back as myself and
0: yeah,
3: and to be a part of Drag Race. And, um, the fan reaction from that was amazing. And (laughs) I think it inspired them to invite me back to compete on
1: all-star six. Yeah. I'm sure that had to have something to do with it. Uh, I was going to say we had Morgan McMichaels on earlier in Mm -hmm. our season of the podcast. And she said her favorite moment from drag race was when you came out on the reunion. Mm -hmm. And I think it's crazy. It's, it's so interesting how huge moments in your life, you'll never know how it's going to reverberate to someone else. And it's, it's just, you've been on the front line of a lot of these things. um, And How does it feel like looking back, like you're, I feel like you're kind of at the start of a brand new trajectory Mm -hmm. being reintroduced to fans. How do you feel about that?
3: You know, I used to feel, um, like I said, overlooked and everything. And now that I feel I'm feeling more seen, Mm -hmm.
0: um, Mm -hmm.
3: it feels really good. And in the very beginning, there was a little overwhelming feeling because I'm like, you know, I'm so used to my rider die OG fans that know me for me mm-hmm. and um, that all these new people that just got on the bus barely know me. They, they have an idea of who I am or they've made up an idea of who they think I am. And I have to, you know, let them know who I am and yeah. not for them to dictate who they think I am. So um, I really... Um, during the promo stuff for All Stars, I say, you know, I want to come back and reintroduce myself. Now, mind you, yes, I do want to reintroduce myself, but I am definitely there 110% wanting to take home the grand prize, you know? like I went there and I gave my all and um, I have a different point of view actually had a point of view this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so <clears throat> it's I'm, been it's been a blessing. I I've I'm getting used to it and it feels really good with the love coming in. Mm-hmm. Um and I in order to keep myself sane, I uh don't react to any of the negativity or hate. Mm-hmm. If I see anyone that is posting negative things about me or any of the Drag Race franchise or girls And the show, I block and delete them. I won't even give them the time of day for a conversation because you know what? There's so much. We had nothing last year, but we were stuck inside, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. never knowing when we were coming back out again, if we'd ever get to experience life the way that we knew it. And you know what? These people that want to not enjoy something that 20 years ago, we didn't have queer people on TV being Mm -hmm. celebrated. Yeah. And things like that. So, uh, a lot of people are taking for granted, you know, what what we have right now, and not realizing that there used to be a day not long ago where we didn't have any of this. And so, it's just easier to just cut those people off, so they no longer have access, you know.
1: Yeah, Don't them. waste your energy on people being assholes. Yeah, That's
3: you trim get- out the toxic the the toxic people from mm. from the uh, from the fan base because that's been one of the the issues with drag Race is that there has been some kind of toxic fan base created in there. Mm-hmm.
2: It's very strange just being a queen. That's like, just, I guess we would say a local queen. Uh, like there's something about being compared to drag race girls that gets exhausting. And I can only imagine what it's like to actually be a oh. drag race girl because it's always, always, uh, the question is like, well, when are you going to be on Drag Race? When are you going to do Drag Race? Well, I don't know. I haven't. That's not my decision to make when I get on there. Like, it's it. It can get exhausting. I don't understand the toxic part of it and why. The, like, why everyone latches onto something so
3: hard sometimes? Mm-hmm. It is insane. It. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're right. Like, I've even had people come up to me and be like, "Oh my God, you should be on RuPaul's Drag Race." And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've been on it, and so that goes to show you that, like, what. Um, And I'm like, oh, you know, I thought about it. You know, I'll just like (laughs) say something silly like that, because if they're just trying to be cute and they know that I was on it, Mm -hmm. then I just make them feel stupid and Mm -hmm. they have no idea. Then I'm just like, wow, they just have no clue. But that's great that they also see me and think that, you know, I would be cool enough to be on that show.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a compliment at sometimes. And then sometimes I'm like, I quit. I know you're just being mean.
3: (laughs) A hundred percent. And you know, even too, like, it's so hard to do anything in the drag world and not be compared to somebody who's already been on drag race. Absolutely. Like, you know, I remember growing up in Atlanta and every drag family, drag house um, drag queen had their own sense of style. Like every like every queen was unique. You never really got queens mixed up. And now because drag has become more mainstream, you have people who want to imitate people who are already successful in the drag world, which kind of it's kind of uh it's a little bit annoying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> It's it's like that fine line between flattering and being obnoxious. Absolutely. Yeah you no. Know? It's nine o'clock. Um oh. <laughs> No, it's not nine o'clock where I'm at. Who's, like, is that, who said that? I don't know. It was like your computer. Watch. Oh, <laughs> my computer is set for like East Coast time. Girl, I'm I've been moving all across this damn country so much. I was just like, you know what, computer, I'm not going to do that to you. Right, just let her live her life. She's fine.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
3: That is hilarious. like seven o'clock here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. I'm curious um, just talking about drag race when you walked in um, how did you feel seeing some of the girls from the one season before and, and younger, like Serena, like, you know, from early seasons, like, what were you feeling or you were like, I'm that bitch. It doesn't matter who's in this room.
3: Um, You know what? I, I left the ego mm-hmm. outside of drag race. I, I don't think it's a good place to take it. Um. And when I looked around the room and I seen so many faces of girls that maybe had a short time on Drag Race, I felt good. I felt like I'm around people who, who know what it feels like to be sent home early mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to not really get seen. And it was just, I, I felt really happy for all of us in the room. Um, I never looked around the room and, and tried to find competition because I knew who my biggest competition was before I got there and that's myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I always say to myself uh, that I don't compare myself to others because once I do, then I've limited myself to my full greatness.
1: Oh, I like that.
2: Can I call you every morning for an inspirational <laughs> quote? Cause those are so good. <laughs> I love them.
3: Thank you. Well, I mean, if, honey if you need one, shit, we could probably spot some. I like I was saying, like going into the all-stars, I had I had a different point of view and I and I knew I had to go in. I wanted to protect my mental health and um and to not get caught up in the, the game and the competition of it and to and we're in the middle of a pandemic. So for me, not working all year. I was down to $200 in my bank account when I got the call to do the show. I was getting ready to go back to Georgia because I was just hard. I wasn't getting unemployment for some Mm -hmm. reason. It just, it took forever in LA. It just, you'd have to be on the phone for days and days and days and still not get through. And I was just like, you know what? It's just not meant for me to have. I've never had handouts from the government Mm -hmm. and, um, and I didn't feel right about it anyway. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I got the call and I was like, all right, girl, well, we've had less than this and we've made it work this many years of, of our lives. So we're going to make this work too. And, mm-hmm. um, so I said, yes, before well, they could uh, even finish it, asking
1: me the question. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly doesn't look like you had $200. No, girl. Account. I love, I Your love Your entrance that. look alone, that red, yes. oh. Gorgeous. I gorgeous
2: by the way i'm such a fan so i'm like a little uh by it uh don't worry it's fine i'll get over it um when you walked in that room i was like oh i just <laughs> just everything i've ever wanted just walked through that door like i just think you're fantastic i was a fan of you on your first season and now i'm a fan of you again i love it i'm so happy
3: you're on tv Thank you. Thank you. Um, That costume, I actually had like different outfits that I was going to do for for my entrance look. It was originally going to be like a Catwoman remake from the Batman Returns. Um, Oh, my God. And I was going to come in and say, did someone say fish? I haven't eaten all day. (laughs) But uh, for some reason, the first outfit didn't work. I had another one made. It just didn't feel right. And my friend, Bikala, who's an amazing designer, he gave me this red jumpsuit and that he initially made for Nicki Minaj. um, And he gave it to me. And me and my roommate, uh, we stoned the shit out of it. And I um, had Howie B make some gloves to go with it. And I just kind of, you know, put it together myself. And I was like, all right, this is going to be my entrance look. And I'm going to say, ooh, girl, you got female. Yeah. It was it so was, good. It was a nod <laughs> to, it was a nod to um, back in the day, uh, right. whenever the girls would get room mail, it would say, Ooh, girl, you got she-mail. Mm-hmm. And it started a big controversy. I want to say 2014-ish, around that time, 2014. Mm-hmm. 15, mm-hmm. I think it. Um, uh, there was some people who were offended by it. I always thought it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was an f- uh, interesting play on words. I have a sense of humor about myself, um, and I did not find it offensive to myself, but others did. So they eventually uh, changed it and said she already done had hers. (laughs) This
1: I find Um, that
3: I kind of wanted to give a nod to, you know, that. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I love it. Um, it was amazing. I find that the people who are offended by those things are not usually part of the community that's supposedly supposed to be offended. Absolutely, yeah. um, we have several yeah. trans friends on both sides of the spectrum. And a lot of times it's like, I don't see the, the problem with that. And um it was something like that with other, other words, you know, kinds of things. It's, it's just fascinating sure. how some people want to jump on and be like, I, I, you should be offended.
3: Right. <laughs> oh God. It is so insane. Like <clears throat> coming from a background where trans women I knew like were some of the strongest, toughest people I ever met and ever knew. Mm -hmm. They, you know, it's not what they call you. It's what you answer to. And you, we give words power Mm -hmm. and we, we give words meaning. So it's up to us to take that power back and to, you know, I think perception is everything you know, and I choose to not be hurt by words, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And when it comes from a a place of love, then uh, there's no harm done there. But, you know, we live in a society now where, you know, we have to walk on eggshells and, and people are easily offended. And like you said, most people aren't even part of the community that they're complaining for you know like Mm -hmm. let me speak for me exactly and not not one trans person speaks for the whole trans community Mm -hmm. you know like we're not just one one person doesn't speak for all of us we all come from different walks of life Mm -hmm. and that's how i feel
1: yeah i love that um you you kind of mentioned it earlier um but in the most recent push for paramount plus y'all did an episode of um Brady Bunch was dragging the classics, I think they called it. Um, (laughs) And you played Jan um, in an episode. What was that like?
3: Okay, so first of all, I get a call from Theron, who's a producer of Drag Race and World Wonder. He uh, called me and said, Hey, we're doing this show. And RuPaul asked if uh, specifically asked for you to play Jan in this Brady Bunch remake that we're doing. And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. Let me know when and where. And um and it's I was thinking, okay, this is gonna be like super campy, like the movies were and oh I um, love the movies. Pair, yeah, the movies were incredible, but the show. Um, is it's literally something I watch at night before I go to bed. I don't tell anybody this, but I do. <laughs> I before I go to bed, because it's just it has like a, a one tone to it. It's not super distracting. I'm, it's easy to go to sleep, too. I don't wake up with violence and gun shooting everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I don't have bad dreams. And it was just so ironic that I had literally just watched the episode that he called and asked me to do, that they're remaking. And it's an episode where they spotlight Jan and how she feels like she's being overlooked because she is just another blonde sister, you know, and Marsha gets all the attention. And so she wants to go and kind of reinvent herself by buying a dark wig. And, you know, she (laughs) wants to stand out from from her sisters. And um, I just thought it was so cool to do that. But when I got on set, they were like, okay, we, you're going to be the heart of this episode. So we really want you to like play like a 12-year-old girl and really give the, the heart of Jan's character. And we're going to do the script verbatim to the original series from the 70s. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and us, uh, five out of the six original kids were uh, from Brady Bunch were also in the show as well. And uh, there was Eve Plum, Susan Olsen, uh, Christopher Knight, Barry Williams, and Mike Mm -hmm. Um, They They were on the show, and they were original cast members. And I was so gagged, let me tell you. (laughs) I can only imagine, jeez. I'm like, what is going on in my life right now? Ah. And... It was a little intimidating the first two days, but um, I really wanted to get to know Eve a little bit better because she played Jan in the show, mm-hmm. and um, I got such wonderful advice, not only from her but the original uh, alumni, uh, and it was so great. Like it was such a acting one on one lesson one on one lesson for me, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just so grateful for that opportunity. And plus, I got to work with like. Bianca Del Rio, Ben De La Creme, Nina West, Shea Coulee, Candy Muse, and RuPaul herself. Michelle Fasage was in it. Like, it was incredible. I was like, wow, I, this, is, this is epic. To look <laughs> on the TV and see me in the Brady Bunch house is like my surreal, wildest like. dreams coming true. I mean, that's just like
2: stuff that, mo- like you said earlier, most people only dream about yeah that has to be the most surreal experience like, oh shit no I'm, I'm not watching this right now. I'm literally in it. I am Jan. <laughs> I am Jan.
3: <laughs> I am Jan Jan fucking Brady. the yes. new <laughs> Brady. Yes I am, I'm the new Jan Brady, but I have to tell you like um, watching the show I was I was really excited to see because we did everything CGI, like our uh, green screen. Mm-hmm. So okay. we were not really in the house everything that you see was like computer animated um the chairs and table like little things like that were real but the house itself was all like green screen and they like do computer editing to make oh, wow. it look like the house which is insane I, it still is cool to like watch me on the tv and see <laughs> that i'm in there but then i look around the room and i'm like uh, everything's green I'm like what the heck <laughs> you
1: yeah, know i was about to say was it hard to like get into the mindset if you're just a ground green screen right
3: was the first couple of days um especially the first day because we kind of ran through it um without having any props or whatever and then i think like the the second day they added like the tables and stuff so it kind of gave me a better idea of like you know focal points and Mm -hmm. things like that um but whenever we actually went into like full production and recording the thing it it um it was a lot easier they had a lot of marks and stuff for us and we kind of had a a better idea of where we were in the house um so it it became easier and easier each day but it's so crazy because I hate (laughs) wearing black hair yeah I I love okay let me get this let me make this better I love black hair period I just don't ever think it looks good on me. Mm -hmm. Like I envy it. One of my favorite uh, characters was Trini, the Yellow Ranger from Power (gasps) Rangers. Oh Oh, my God, me too. Get out of town. (laughs) (laughs) And I used to put a black t-shirt on my head all the time and I would pretend like I was Trini (laughs) and that was my hair. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I got older and I just didn't think that with my, my fair skin and my freckles and my blue eyes, that black hair looked good on me. So it was so crazy to like, play Jan and put this black wig on that looks (laughs) crazy so bad. And I'm pretend I have to pretend like I'm like really getting my life with it. That like, I'm really (laughs) like, you know, going to be fierce in it. Um, So it was, it was such a, there was such a parallel like thing going on there with like my real life and this story. It was it, yeah so crazy, and I remember watching the Brady Bunch movies and RuPaul being on there oh. as um, the guidance counselor Miss yes. Cumming, <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, how awesome would it be to like have a drag queen, uh, you know, guidance counselor? Like, I definitely <laughs> yes. would, you know. And I I thought about that when I was a kid, so it was like, it's like this full circle moment.
1: That um, is. Just incredible! Yeah. I'm, I, oh, well. If you want to talk about the Brady
2: Bunch movies, we could have a whole like four hour episode oh, of yeah. just that.
3: Like, oh the jokes. Okay, the did you jokes. see? Did you, have you did you see the Brady Bunch takes the White House or whatever? Did you see that one? No, I haven't watched that one yet. But you've heard of it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
3: Hilarious! Like the sexual innuendos and that and that is they're insane. Like you, I recommend watching it. It's, it's I think it's a lower budget version of the movies okay. but so, i mean it's it's really good i i actually own it on dvd <laughs> <Okay. and laughs> i'm gonna watch that tonight When yeah. i eventually. love it and uh, when we were there filming the guy that wrote that came by the set and ben de la Creme was like oh my god this is the guy that wrote that movie that you took the Brady bunch movie that you told me about that i didn't know existed and i was like <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and I was outside smoking a cigarette, and uh, he I guess he was leaving, and he seen me. he's like, "You know, you know Jan doesn't smoke." And I looked at him, and I was like, "In full Jan outfit." And I said, like, "I'm the new Jan Brady." <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
1: Jan does what she wants now. Yeah,
2: Jan is a real, powerful grown up now (laughs) okay.
1: that's incredible I love that it's funny that we're talking about this now because my sister texted me this morning and said did you see that there's drag queens that did Brady Bunch I said oh I know (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking to one of them tonight (laughs) I love that
2: oh my god um now I you know I (laughs) like I said earlier we could talk about that Brady Bunch movie for hours the uh, the thing that Marsha says at the beginning of the second one, where she where all the kids are fighting, and she goes, "I'll go first because I'm the prettiest." <laughs> I have said that quote about four hundred times.
3: <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Oh that my god! Means, <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the original. I I really feel like a couple of the uh, OG Brady kids do not like it. Really? Yeah, yes. and a few of them said, you know, if they if. They were wanting to mock the show and be super crazy with this. They wouldn't have uh, oh. agreed to do it. Um, so oh. yeah, they were not having. They were not having that.
2: That's crazy uh, to me. I mean, that I guess something you worked really hard for and loved to be mocked. I guess is probably not something.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, Eve, and Eve Plum does not want you asking her to say "Marsha, Marsha, Marsha." <gasps> oh, <gasps>
2: girl, you know she's probably had to say that her entire life. Oh my
3: God, she, yeah, she, there, you know, there's probably some, you know, some stuff that's happened in the past. So I'm, whatever it is, girl, I'm sorry. <laughs> that really sucks.
1: Oh, but so you did know? you have a great time while you were on set though?
3: I had an amazing time. Like I said, I, it was an experience that, um, it was a huge learning experience for me. I learned so much from, um, the original Brady kids Mm -hmm. and also, you know, like Bianca Del Rio, like her acting, her timing, even been on it. Just, Oh my God. Like incredible, incredible. And I was like, there were so many times where I was like, fuck, why can't I just be, why can't I be Billy? Why, why do I have to be the heart of this? You know. <laughs> there were a couple of scenes where I'm like doing my lines and I'm watching it and I'm like, Oh, I, so like if, if they would have let me just do it my way, I would have not felt so cringy, mm-hmm. but you know, I did what the director asked me to do and yeah. you know, I'm country <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I can't help but be sexy, apparently, because they kept saying, <laughs> they kept, you know, they, they kept mentioning my, my country accent and being a little too sexy for Jan. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. So I had to I had to tone the sexy down and the country down so I could give you like 12 year old white girl.
2: <laughs> but this is the new Jan. That's what all I want. <laughs>
3: exactly. It's the new Jan Brady. Um, but yeah, it was—it's incredible. Like, I, I just feel so—I'm like, what, what, what did I do to deserve all this? You know. Um, but I'm not questioning the universe. I've learned to not fight it anymore, and I've learned to dance with it. And you know, and I've, I'm just so grateful for all these opportunities um, that have come to me. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, um. So.
1: I wanted to, Ooh. so that's like kind of everything up until now. Um, you have your music career. So yes. what's what's next for Kylie? Like where, what's, what's the world going to see next? Obviously, All Stars is still airing, but we can't really talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All Stars is
3: still airing right now at this particular moment. We are just three episodes in, I think tomorrow. Um, I don't know when this podcast airs.
1: It'll but, uh, come out same day. Or we come out on Wednesday, so it'll come out. The day after this comes out.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, this Thursday will be a new episode four. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a Super Bowl-themed uh, episode. Oh. So this one will be really interesting.
1: <laughs> Are you a sports fan?
3: Um, you know what? I like playing sports. I don't like to go and watch them. Okay. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> I will kick the football all day long, but I'm not sitting down and watching a whole bunch of people play. No, Got you know, <clears throat> that's not fun to me. I don't know why pe- so many people get into that. I'm like, you really want to sit down and watch other people? Killing it right, the, uh, I mean, let's be honest though, I'll watch the Super Bowl,
2: but after the Jennifer Lopez Shakira concert, I don't want to watch it anymore,
3: yeah. <laughs> you know? And then now, and, and I'll circle back around and be like, So, who won, right? You know, did, did our team win? Like, who are we rooting for? I'm like asking people, Who are we rooting for? Right. Like, I know. Um yeah, I'm the same. As soon as the the show is over with, so we need to see Pink at the Super Bowl. Fuck yeah. yes. We need to see Miley Cyrus at the Super Bowl. Yes, why has um,
2: Miley not done uh why has Pink not done it?
3: I don't know. I think I I feel it that she's going to be doing it any time I, now. They
2: if they know what's good for them, they're gonna do I need some acrobatic Oh my
3: god, can you imagine Pink Bowl. flying I'm getting around that entire chill bumps episode. just thinking about it. Yes. show? That pink is going to put on oh. right now. Like, I we're feel putting it into like the it. universe. Yes, oh, we're she's putting it, gonna out there. Do it. Yeah. She's gonna do it. It's gonna be within the next two years. That, that has
1: to be. You heard it here first. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
3: psychic. Hands, yeah, yeah,
2: I think you are. I think you are. <laughs> Hands down, best concert I've ever been to was Pink's uh, Truth About Love Tour.
3: Yep. I went and uh, seen j- show like three or four times. Yes. Oh. Girl,
2: mm-hmm. Every I mean, just mouth open, just like in awe the entire time. That woman is just...
1: The fact that she can yes. perfectly sing while mm-hmm. spinning through the air yeah. is just wild. To I me.
2: love that <laughs> also, she's just so powerful and you can tell that she's powerful and that makes me feel powerful. Yeah. So I love Pink.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, she's one, she's one of my, I literally have her as my screensaver on my phone. Yeah. And she's, <laughs> she's, she, she, wrote, she wrote her name on my arm. Um, and I had it tattooed the next day. I was at one of her concerts, the Truth About Love concert. Um, and then uh, 2017, um, I went to New York and I did Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, and Pink was the guest. And they had me, Morgan McMichael's, and Jan um, from Drag Race uh, mm-hmm. dress up like a different era of pink. And oh, they had so like cool. a pretty and pink uh, contest between the queens, and Pink picked me as her as her favorite. And I, I, she gave me like a sash and a crown and flowers. It was so incredible because like, she is my queen. Like yeah.
1: what an experience. Like
3: I've been a fan of pink since the, like she first came out. Like,
1: oh my God. That
3: there you go song. I still listen to that. song. All there you the time. Go. I love the can't take me home album. Thing oh, of albums. It's so good. She, she inspired me to do my music. Mm -hmm. my dog is really wanting attention right now (laughs) Uh, so I um I've been writing uh and recording music kind of like as a hobby um when I have like some spare time and I just was really insecure about opening my mouth and speaking in front of people Mm -hmm. um and music has really kind of helped me uh turn things that's happened in my life that's been kind of tragic and turning it into art and um Mm -hmm taking all those things that i've written down in my journal and stuff and turn it into music um not only has helped me like move beyond that but um kind of pushed me into uh breaking free of that fear that i had about using my voice in front of people um i feel a lot more confident and comfortable speaking um and singing
0: Right. So,
3: uh, in two thousand, whenever we did the Christmas uh, special, it aired in two thousand nineteen, and I was like, you know what, Kylie, I may not ever get a chance to do All Stars. I need to take this opportunity and rebrand myself and let people know that I sing. Mm-hmm. And um, and I put out a, a Christmas song called "Santa Please Come Home," and um, and shortly after that, I released. Uh, kind of like a rap slash dance song called Hey Hater. And I did a reprise version of it. And I also shot a music video on my cell phone. Um, And there, so there's a music video. I know, I know. Well, I didn't have money and, um, but I had a big imagination. And like I said before, like I had $200 to my name. So I was like, we've had nothing before and we can make it happen. And that's kind of the same mindset that I had when making the music video. So, um, yeah, there's a music video on YouTube called Hey Hater. It's like a 90s kind of vibe to it. How would you describe your style? Well, I don't feel like I'm in, I don't think I have like one specific style. Um, I definitely grew up on country music and rock music. and, um, And, but I would listen to like hip hop rap and b like low in my room because i come from georgia and my, mm-hmm. you know how it is there and my dad would be he did not want me listening to music by black artists and i wanted to anyway so i would um i would just listen to it in my room honey so i i'm inspired by country music and hip hop music mm-hmm. and i think it's kind of like a mold of that, you know, I have a very kind of country raspy voice, but mm-hmm. I also like the rap too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's like some biggie inspiration in there. Kim, um, you know, <gasps> the old school nineties, uh, hip hop. Um, yeah. So it's a little, it's a little all over the place, you know, with my music, um, I'm definitely still trying to figure out, like, what genre of music I would be labeled as. Um, mm-hmm. But I have like several songs available, like, through Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. Um, and if you guys seen the first episode of All Star 6, I sang an original song that I wrote 10 minutes before they picked me up to go do the Whoa. show. Oh, my God. Yeah. Every, we had three weeks to get ready put all this stuff together for all the episodes. Oh my God. And once you're there, you can't go home. You can't go get anything. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And the first episode is a variety show. So it's kind of like a, like a talent sort of situation. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, so what are you going to do? And I was like, uh, I'm going to sing. <laughs> you know? And then it came down to it and they were like, um, Kylie, we need your, your music. Like they're 10 minutes away from picking you up. And I was like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? So I wrote this song, recorded it on my computer, and sent it into them. And I didn't hear it again until like about three days before we actually got to go on set. Damn, I believe. Holy shit. Yeah. So I didn't even really remember everything until they brought me like an iPod with like songs that would possibly be used for lip syncing mm-hmm. for your life. And um, and then my talent music. Uh, wow. So yeah, it That's was, it, that whole process is really interesting. Yeah.
1: I love that. We'll have to they get back together after fun. the, after the season airs. And yeah. Freely talk. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, before we wrap up our interview, we, we like to end with some goofy questions. Okay. Um, so these are, take them as seriously as you want. No yes. pressure, but um, Tracy, go for it.
2: Um. Okay. Uh my first question is who would play you in a movie about your life?
3: Who would play me in a movie about my life? Mm-hmm. Um let's see, who do I who do I love? Um I would let Miley Cyrus play there me. It yes. Is. <laughs>
2: oh my but, god, yes.
3: Daughter, daughter plays mother.
1: That's right. That's right. I would, well,
3: yeah, I would live.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, uh, uh, for you, in my mind, it would be Michelle Pfeiffer and Batman Oh, my Returns. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. Okay, yes. I mean, I literally have Michelle Pfeiffer tattooed on my arm right oh, now. Oh, so. she's...
2: Uh, we can, Listen, we're going to have to have a whole episode where we just talk about things that we enjoy because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. I'm
0: the for it. Yeah.
1: Um, what is a hidden talent that you have that no one knows about?
3: Um, okay. So I have this hidden talent that kind of comes and goes. I can do different voices. Um oh. Yeah. I can, Um, but it kind of comes and goes. It's like one of those things where like, if you asked me to do something on command, it would not happen. But if I just randomly just do it, it happens. It's so (laughs) weird. Um, So yeah, there's that. Um, And uh, I I feel like every time I do something, people tell me that I'm being talented. So I don't know if my talents are really hidden. I don't know. Oh, well, there is one hidden talent. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not really.
2: <laughs>
1: I love it.
2: <laughs> All right. Final question. Um, oh, no. What is the, what is your favorite thing you've ever done? It could be performance. It could be, you know, you went to target one time and you just giggled the whole day. What is your favorite thing you've ever done?
3: Oh my goodness. That's such a that's, a really good question and it's a really hard one to answer because I mean you've seen what my life has been in the last two months like how can I pick just one thing (laughs) Um, I I think what I would have to probably say is maybe the acceptance from my mom that I'm her daughter um, Mm -hmm. because I really feel like that helped liberate me to help inspire me to keep pushing for other things in my life um, that helped me get to do all of the things that I'm doing now. Um, it really is important to fully know who you are and, and accept that and have people that love you, that matter to you, because I really feel like that helps kind of make everything else fall into place. So yeah. I, I think my mom accepts me as her daughter. That's um,
1: beautiful.
2: I love that. Thanks.
1: way to end on a high note yeah
2: what a beautiful (laughs) note to end on
1: um so thank you again so much for coming on taking time to chat with us um so you're gonna be here in nashville on friday july 9th and then in louisville play louisville on july 16th Mm -hmm. um if people are not already following you where can they find you on social media
3: i'm mostly on instagram and twitter and my handles on that are at xosonique so that's at x-o-s-o-n-i-q-u-e yep mm-hmm. but you Perfect. all can call me Wiley because all my friends do yeah. um. <laughs> i was hoping you were gonna say that
1: <laughs> Uh, Tracy, where can they find you?
2: You can find me at Tracy Otomy on all the things. (laughs) T-R-A-C-E-Y-O-T-T-O-M-E-Y.
1: You can find me at Mr. Mike Gill on all the things. Um, And don't forget to follow the podcast uh, at Gay Space Pod um and yeah like subscribe all the fun things if you're interested in seeing um kylie sonique um at either play or nashville be sure to check out our instagram we will put up all the links for that Mm -hmm. um i'm excited to see you on friday here in nashville Yes, i'll be there yes um so yeah so thank you again um and that's it everyone have a lovely day
3: Yes, thank absolutely.
1: you so
2: much oh my gosh
3: thank you it's one of my favorite interviews I've done so far
1: yay hey. winning
0: <laughs> nice, to, nice, to, nice to be in all